0: Welcome back to the Respect the Drive podcast. I'm Tedward. We've got a good show for you today. I've got an excellent guest, a good friend of mine who is a wealth of technical knowledge and who has suffered some severely bad luck on cars that normally don't give you much trouble. However, he's owned cars that have those dreaded Achilles heels, which in normal circumstances, you'd say, well, I've never seen a car fail from that. I've never seen an M3 with spun rod bearings unless you join the Facebook group. I've never seen a 996 actually have an IMS issue unless you join the forums. Well, no, he's, uh, he's actually experienced a couple car fatalities from some pretty frustrating circumstances. And Uh, somewhat shocking circumstances. So Mike, he he really knows his way around this stuff. He's a mechanical engineer, and uh, he is going to tell us about his tragedies of car ownerships. But right now, I'm just trying to get back into the podcast game. You know, the podcast is not a lucrative thing for me at the moment, and that's probably my fault. It's not sponsored, although I do love to promote some 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 friends' businesses that have helped me out along the way. I just bought this Honda uh, Civic Type R, and how can I not talk about craft detailing when they've done an incredible job paint correcting, ceramic coating, and putting paint protection film on the front of the car? I mean, they're literally making this car beautiful for the life time that I'm going to own it at least, which is great. And they did it at Garage 42 in Wuber, Massachusetts, but more exciting than Garage 42, a great car storage facility for your supercars. They're opening a larger facility. Yes, Garage 42 West is opening in Acton, Massachusetts in 2023. There's going to be some groundbreaking happening pretty soon, but man, it's a cool space. There's going to be room for, I think, 150 cars, and I'm not counting my chickens before they've hatched, but I believe there's going to be a podcast studio installed, which is going to make this a lot easier and more regular, and instead of inviting people to my basement, We'll have a cool spot with a bunch of beautiful cars to stare at put us in the mood for some good conversation but i'm a bit anxious that's not a surprise i'm a very anxious person i know on the comment section of my videos i get a lot of messages that say like wow you're always so happy all the time and i say wow i'm doing a good job of being a youtuber <laughs> if that's the the vibe that's getting transmitted through this series of tubes that is the internet but no, I, I, I'm i flying out to Arizona, then Los Angeles, then San Diego, then back home. So I'm gone for a couple of weeks and I'm going to be driving a bunch of great cars. I'm not going to say what those cars are yet because I am of the mind that if I say something good is going to happen, it will be jinxed. It will be revoked. The universe will take it away. And I'm not like a an astrology guy. I'm not even that superstitious, but hey, maybe I am because... I do feel, do you ever feel like you've announced something you've said, ooh, hey, guys, I, I just got tickets to this concert, or guess you're never going to believe the opportunity I'm getting. It's happening in two weeks. Well, guess what? That's the kind of stuff where, oh, you know, lead singer got sick, concert's off, not happening, or, My friend was going to go to the GP ice race in Austria. That's like the coolest event of the season where people are out there driving 550 Spiders, F40s, F50s, Koenigseggs, whatever, all kinds of vintage Porsches, Aston Martins out on this beautiful ice track. Probably the best photography in the automotive community gets taken at the GP ice race. Well, guess what? It's canceled. Austria does not have The temperatures to sustain the ice race this year. And I think my friend feels the same way. He said he was going and, oh, two weeks later, he's not going. It's canceled. So I'm going to try not to jinx things. I'm pretty confident that I can tell you that I'm going to Sedona, then LA, then Encinitas, and then home. Those things should be in check. But I'm not going to announce the cars until they are published on the YouTube channel. I'm just excited to go be with some friends, have kind of a boys week with the Topher and Charlie from the Daily Motor and Substitute Topher, my buddy Chris Brower. Man, they're good guys. I love spending time with them. Um, And I've been keeping up with my resolutions. I If you didn't see the video, you should see the video. But I did talk about 2023 resolutions, my three resolutions. Number one, I want to run a half marathon. Number two, I'd like to buy a house, a little pied-de-terre, de de Tedward. That would be sweet. And... I want to open my merch store, which I am on my way to because I've got, that's one thing I won't, I can't jinx because it's happening. I've got this great guy, Cole, who's been helping me out with some graphic design. I think we have some cool things that we're going to put on some t-shirts, some hats, things like that. Like I'm I'm pretty psyched about that. Uh, But running has been insane for me just because man i've i've utilized running to stave off the anxiety the depression the seasonal misery and despite the impending doom of our changing climate (laughs) that seems to be giving us 50 degree weather here in new england in january uh very strange i bought blizzax for my type r and yet I don't need them. I probably could have just stuck it out with the PS4s, but the sidewall doesn't hurt. But what I'm trying to say is these unseasonably warm temperatures have made it much easier to sustain my mileage on foot because I'm able to run pretty regularly and I don't have to go too crazy in the cold. I'm not slipping on the ice. My big fear and running in the winter is always that I'm going to slip on ice and crack my head open. And it's like, wow, While engaging in an activity to improve the longevity of your life, you slipped and fell on your head. (sighs) Isn't that the the trauma of life where everything you do, every action you take to improve your life has a little bit of a risk of ending it prematurely? Oh, man. Okay. So you're getting an insight into the, the anxiety of my life, but for all right. Let's let's just embrace it today because this episode is all about failure. It's all about embracing a, a a a traumatic failure of multiple cars. This is Mike. Let's get into it. Well, Mike, here's the thing. You have had an eclectic collection of cars, but not necessarily anything that's out of the ordinary or outrageous. It's yeah. just that your story is one of everyone's nightmares because the cars that you owned have often been like critiqued on the internet for having Achilles heels, let's say. Definitely. Yet I've seen every forum post in the world for every car you've owned saying, oh, that'll never happen. That's like the 0.0001% of people. It's blown out of proportion. <laughs> exactly. Nothing will ever yeah. happen. Um, except that. You actually have had two cars essentially blow up. One, like, li- well, two literal blow ups. One of them was like an actual catastrophic explosion.
1: Yes. Yep. Uh, rapid unscheduled disassembly, as they say. Um, yeah. So it at the... The 335, the first one. Yeah, let's start with an E. Yeah. It
0: seems like a fairly simple car. <laughs> it's an E92 335i.
1: Exactly. I got it. Uh, I went to college uh, and had no car for a little bit and had a little bit of money saved up and basically went half and half-ish. My dad paid a little bit more with my dad Thanks, on Dad. Car. Yeah, exactly. I had like... I don't know, maybe six grand at the time of all the money I have.
0: I've been there. I, <laughs> I once when I so I once was uh, the 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 recipient of the of a four thousand dollar check from my grandfather, which, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, was six figures. Which <laughs> yeah,
1: is the bottomless pit I, just, of like, money. <laughs> it
0: was like I needed like a Celica GTS in the worst way, <laughs> and my gr- I had I think I had like six grand, and I think I needed four, mm-hmm. and my grandfather put it up. Oh, and sweet! I, and I was like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, no, now, I have I'm, a rich... now I'm cruising. I was, like, I was like, I was
0: like, I better not tell anybody that I have a rich family. <laughs> <laughs> I just came into $4,000, which I know if, if you're listening to this and you're 17, like it, did, it does feel that way. And if you don't have that $4,000, it is literally the deal yeah. breaker that makes or breaks it. But anyway, so you managed to get into a sweet E92. Yeah,
1: I really liked it. I got it from CarMax, um, which ended up being perfect because it had a few little things here and there, and they have great warranties for the first Think like three months or six months or something. So a few things got handled with, but other than that, it was a fairly reliable car. I never had anything other than oil changes. Not that you would not expect that because it had sixty thousand miles. I mean, it was a nice three thirty-five. It was an LCI car, M Sport, one hump. For those that are in the E ninety-two gang.
0: All the nerds, so it doesn't have what that means for the people yeah. who aren't absurd BMW people. It means that it only has the dashboard hump for like the gauges, it doesn't have the infotainment system. Yeah, it does have iDrive, yeah. exactly.
1: Okay. Jinx. Um, so it was a really cool spec, Le Mans Blue over Saddle Brown. I got really lucky finding it. Basically, it was a beautiful car, yeah. Uh, and I Thought a while about going down the side of modifying it just because those motors can take so much. It was an N55. And it was an N55. So it's going to be reliable, and you can just add 8 PSI and have a ton of fun, basically. Sure. Just replace the charge pipe and call it a day. I ended up replacing the charge pipe. Then you
0: get to be one of those guys who constantly is like, <laughs> "Idiot with his EM3, my yeah. my, my three thirty-five is, is so much faster than it. I, even, I paid, I paid half of you paid, yeah, idiot. Exactly. And
1: then every time you drive an M3, you're like, "Oh my god, the steering is so it's much better.
0: so much better. Oh my god. So
1: I, the only downside <laughs> of my spec it was an, it was an X drive. And so it didn't get the M-Sport suspension that you get usually with the package, but uh, whatever.
0: (laughs) This is is my big flaw, is I brought a fucking car nerd. (laughs) All you car nerds come on and you're like, you guys bury the lead. (laughs) Your car exploded. And you're like, "Eh, it didn't have the (laughs) M-Suspension.
1: Well, I'm I'm, I'm painting the picture of, it was a great car. It was a great car. It was a really great car. (laughs) I still miss it to this day. I put on the performance power kit, which is the only tune or big mod it took from me, which adds a little bit of boost, but it's not like adding a ton of power. I, I, I'm not straining the motor or the drivetrain or anything by sure. giving it 500 horsepower. Not that you can give them that stock. No one, no one's. <laughs> but so it wasn't that modified. I had it on snows for the winter. I drove to Colorado and back for a weekend doing some climbing with my roommate. We got back, the next day I put summer tires on, and I'm like, great, brand new PS4s, they had just dropped at the time, this is four years ago now, and we go on a mildly spirited drive, just nothing crazy, I mean, the tires still had like the release agent on them, There, it was, it was the first drive after that. I'm driving with my friend Andrew, and he, we're just having a good time listening to some music, and all of a sudden we smell something a little bit funny, which... As a nine four four owner in the past has always been, you know, I'm I'm cognizant of the smells and sounds. I've j- just <laughs> been trained to be like just that. disintegrating <laughs> German <laughs> and German particles. And so I was a little nervous, and it has a manual e brake. And my first thought was like, did I leave the e brake up? And it's rubbing a little bit, and the chime forgot to go. Something, something like that.
0: Something smells warm. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Something
1: smelled a little bit warm. And so we kept going for a little while, and I thought. Ah, the smell's not really going away. It's not really getting that much worse, but it's not getting better. Are you playing the
0: game where you're like, "There's no cars in front of me. It can't be that." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're in me. the middle of cancer, and so then then there's you start, really no. One and around. then you start to think, you're like, "Well, how could it be me?" If yeah. I'm driving, exactly. because shouldn't all the smell go away? Shouldn't it yeah. be taken away? I've Trust me. I lived, I owned <laughs> BMWs. I lived my life. What's that smell? Could exactly. it be me? It's not me. It's
1: always me. Yeah, yeah. And so I was a little worried, but not at that level where like I need a pull over yet. Just a mild, I'm going to keep smelling this for a few minutes and we're going to hopefully determine the cause. Don't know if that was a mistake or not. Hard to tell. We keep driving for a little bit. I don't think the
0: results would have changed. I I agree.
1: Genuinely. To paint a picture of where we are, for people that have never heard of me, we're in Manhattan. We're actually outside of Manhattan, Kansas. Which actually,
0: (laughs) one of my favorite TV shows is- Yes. It's is right on, near. It's on HBO Max. Yep. It's, well, it's on HBO. It's the Bridget Everett show. It's called Somebody or Someone Somewhere. I can't yep. remember because somebody and someone are the same word, and it's dumb that we have them both. <laughs> we should choose one. So t- later on the podcast, we're going to yep. vote, which we eject yeah. from the English language. But anyway. Yeah, Doc's
1: Tom. You can text him.
0: But from what I've seen in that show, it is vast. Yep. It's just a big old place. It's, it's pretty flat.
1: It's rolling hills. There are some decent driving roads, believe it or not, and but there's no one around is the point you have farms you have some government owned land stuff like that but it's there's there's not For example, there's no fire department that is coming to, not to spoil (laughs) what's going to happen here, but there's no fire department. It's like, so the
0: fire department is essentially like a group of citizens who are just like, they gave me the pants. Exactly. Yeah. I have the, yeah, I I have the pants. They told me I can go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So there's, you know, the, if you call the cops, there's no talent Like you're going to get a state police officer. Right. So.
0: And he's going to drive 140 miles an uh, hour. Be there in 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so we smell a little bit funny. We're not that far outside of town. And I'm like, all right, fine. We'll limp it back home. I'll take a look at this. like annoying. We keep driving for a little bit. And all of a sudden, a plume of smoke comes through the vents. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, God. And I immediately started to pull over. As I'm pulling over, I get the dreaded is your window down or your door open or is your engine on fire warning chime from bmw
0: or um hey is it 37 <laughs> yeah, degrees
1: exactly it's the same time for everything <laughs> i get that but i get the four four wheel drive message a check engine light like the bad one and sr i mean every code that it could have shot me all of a sudden it shot me smoke comes through the vents i immediately tell andrew to get out and I say, Andrew, can you call 911? I'm going to go to the front of the car and see if there's anything I can do, but just stand clear. I As soon as I pop the hood, there's a there's flames licking the, the hood at about six inches tall.
0: So this is one of those things where it is so tempting to always go and look at the source and be like, what is going, what is going on in there? And you want to yeah. open the hood. Uh, objectively, though, like, I don't think it would have stopped anything, but you are just like introducing oxygen in a whole new way into into this scenario. And it's such a
1: thing that you don't think about while it's happening.
0: (laughs) No, because you're in panic mode and your car, your car is burning to the ground. Also, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're not like in your driveway with a hose. You probably don't have a fire extinguisher in a fairly new BMW. That's like an odd thing to keep. Six years, eight years old by then, yeah. Granted, the amount of flames that you were seeing already probably wouldn't have helped.
1: Yeah, hard to say. I mean, maybe if I had a big, you know, kind of like a system you're going to have in a track car or something, maybe, but not with an Element fire extinguisher. Not to shit on Element, but... (laughs) It's not going to do the job. So
0: you're seeing the the, the, the the beginnings of like an actual fire that you're yeah. like, oh, that's an actual fire.
1: Exactly. So I popped the hood. I realized immediately that the flames, I mean, they're six inches above the engine compartment. And they're occurring from behind the motor between the firewall and the motor. And I can peer down a little bit. So the flame is like 30 inches tall. So I know already, because it's six inches above the engine, I know already we are past the point of being able to extinguish this fire even if i rip my shirt off right now and swatted it you know in a crazy manic
0: yeah this is no longer
1: like "Ooh, the mom the the pot's on fire <laughs> exactly like, <laughs> yeah this is not a mrs doubt fire fire exactly and so from there it's all kind of a blur luckily i captured <laughs> you, almost all of it on you video
0: filmed a lot of this and i've posted that probably a
1: dozen times because yeah. it's
0: like my favorite clip ever
1: <laughs> so i got to give some perspective it was a About 20 minutes before the fire department got there and so you got to see i started recording almost immediately maybe when the flames were 10 inches high and all the way to the end basically in a a bunch of clips it wasn't all at the same time but i called i mean i i called we called the fire department i then called my mom like there was a lot of time to just like watch the car slowly and slowly have that flame spread to all of it
0: is this a place where you felt fortunate to even have cell service uh, or was
1: it? Yeah, I mean, Kansas is pretty good, especially where we are. Okay. It's, it's not right. going to be... It's all flat. It's line yeah, of sight. Yeah, I think okay. we're pinging cell towers in our town. Okay. So we're not that far. You know, we're a few miles outside. So the flames are spreading slowly and slowly, almost I think you've seen the video about two minutes after I stopped where the fuel rail explodes and sprays fuel all over the engine bay. Literally explodes. I mean, <laughs>
0: and, and your be- I'm going to insert it now. Holy... <laughs> oh, it's like my favorite exclamation ever ever exactly. it's so funny because it's so genuine and it's so helpless because it's you're so like helpless. really but it's accepting the way you've said this is not somebody who believes that this is going to be good yeah. you you you've you've acknowledged and accepted the fate of the vehicle.
1: Yeah. No, as as time is going by, I'm I, I've by, by the time I opened the hood, I knew it was too late to do anything. I wish I would have like grabbed my stuff out of the car. There was a lot of time between getting out of the car originally and having you know having the flames engulf the driver compartment and all that kind of stuff to have that go by. So I wish I would have grabbed some stuff out of the car, but. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares?
0: So the the, the the moral of the story, though, is that, like, I remember there was a there was like Facebook posts where people mm-hmm. were like, don't oh, my God, don't park your N55 cars inside. Yep. Even 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 um, M3s because of the blower motor yeah, failure. That was
1: I was forgot what it was called. But yeah, the blower motor. And
0: and that was and it looked just like what happened to your car.
1: Exactly. Now,
0: I don't know if you ever got like a proper postmortem on the thing.
1: No, so I contacted BMW and the NHTSA to submit reports because I wasn't trying to hide. It's, it'd be one thing if this car was left, like meth injection or something. Like <laughs> like maybe I just won't tell anyone. Well, that insurance just, you know, the car is just gone.
0: Which <laughs> is the case for so yeah, exactly. many people. They don't want like a big thing. They, they want it to go away. Yeah. They just want it to be uh, like, yep, car's gone, man. I hope I can. Oh man, once they pay this out, I'll never speak about this again. <laughs> exactly, it's over. And exactly. then in ten years, maybe I'll talk about it. I'll have a new insurance company.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was, I wasn't posting all of the internet saying like, oh, you know, BMW are jackasses, and my car burned in the ground. And like they, I, I was like, you know, the car burned. There's a problem. I don't really know what the problem is. So here you guys go. Here are all the details. I spoke to an NHTSA rep. I spoke to several BMW reps.
0: This is so adult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what you were 19 like 2019? Yeah. Who
0: what, what 19 year old is like, you know who I need to call is the NHTSA <laughs> because this might be a systemic problem and I might be able to provide some insightful data for this to prevent future causes. Yeah,
1: big car nerd engineer. Um so I spoke to a few of them. They never really got to the bottom of it. Unfortunately, the car was so burned. BMW paid off the NHTSA. <laughs> exactly. You're hearing it first here. Yeah, the the conspiracy. Oh, this is gonna be a big conspiracy yeah. podcast now. And so They never really got to solve anything because the car was so burned. It was burned from the front of the car to the rear bumper. The taillights were in okay shape, but the front of the rear bumper was burned. So that kind of gives a picture of how burned it was. And by burned I mean nothing. Like the aluminum wheels melted. Well,
0: your like, seats looked like um like like wreckage from the Titanic. Exactly. You know, it was like just stick figure seats. Yeah, all you saw was the the like the, yeah. the frame, like the little wiring yeah. and stuff.
1: Like I think the I think the steering wheel has a lot of aluminum on the inside of it, and the steering wheel was just a steering shaft. There was yeah. Nothing left.
0: It's crazy. I was blown away because it it, it just wasn't a car. Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. The it car was really gone. Really was gone. Now What is worrisome is in that scenario, so this is where like NHTSA comes in. Mm -hmm. If let's say this car was just a ticking time bomb, there was something that was shorting and-
1: Like at 11 o'clock that day, it was going to burn. Right.
0: Or it was just a slow burn that like, oh yeah, this short has actually been happening for a while. This Mm. smell, maybe you've had a whiff of here and there, Yeah. but you've gone on shorter drives. You've done this, you've done that. What if you know you like are you're sitting in my basement right now? That's the garage right there. So <laughs> yeah. you run Jeez. out to the grocery store, the liquor store, whatever. Yeah, you come back, you park the car, you go to bed. Yeah. Well, and it, what if there was just enough heat in it to ignite? Yeah, and now the whole house yeah, is on fire. Yeah, the
1: flames fire. were ten feet high, fifteen feet high off the car. You which...
0: couldn't have been luckier with your location yeah. because like that F forty that burned to the ground in Monaco. Mm-hmm
1: that yes, I was that.
0: right below an apartment complex yeah. or whatever and and the guy in the like third floor was nice enough to start dumping buckets of water on it which was like <laughs> easily the sweetest most what's what yeah. what's what's the what do they call Mon- monogolese? is I that what it no is idea. that's like the su- <laughs> that is like the sweetest native monaco thing to do where it's like that guy probably has lived like his family's probably lived in that building for generations Mm -hmm. and he's not like a billionaire but he like understands that like ferraris must be protected at all costs like (laughs) oh man that f 40s on fire i better go get the bucket he's got got, like a bucket in the shower because it's like floors leak (laughs) (laughs) i'm painting a picture it's all made up i don't know um so that what what was the response from BMW people cuz my assumption about this like mm-hmm. i saw that and i'm like fuck me like those blower motors or whatever like yeah. that to me is the most likely thing um but cuz it seems like it started as an electrical thing and then mm-hmm. grew yep um but i can imagine that even though this thing actually happened to you mm-hmm it's like a shark attack or lightning striking people are like yeah yeah that'll never happen but you're like but it happened to me exactly and i just own this car yeah like i own one too you you know you own one in this forum why are you striking this down did you get feedback from people that were like positive and and, like asking constructive questions or were they were just like oh you're lying you had a meth injection (laughs) on the thing like
1: yeah again i didn't post much of it i responded to a lot of people on some of your original posts because a bunch of people were asking it, like, is it tuned? Like, oh, there's a method jack. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I basically said, no, you know, it's a stock car that has the the BMW PPK tune on it. But that's this thing you could get from the factory. Sure. You know? So, uh, but I, I really didn't know NHTSA, n- other than speaking to the rep, never heard anything else, which is not particularly surprising. BMW offered me $4,000 as like a, we're sorry. And if you buy another car from a BMW dealership, used, not used, we'll give you four grand credit towards it.
0: So eight grand total in that situation or... No,
1: four four just as a... If you go buy an M235 now for 30, it'll be 26.
0: Oh my God. All right. This bothers me because that is like the South Park BP. We're sorry. Like they're just standing around like dead baby seals with oil all over them. And they're like, we're sorry.
1: So I, you know, I... I don't think that's them admitting any fault. I think that's just, I reached out to the right person and went up the chain in the right way and someone was like, ah, give them four grand.
0: Well, I want to know now what their triggers are because that sounds just <laughs> protocol. That sounds protocol. That sounds like they have a list and they're like, uh, how about was the fire? Uh, how does he how many followers does he have on instagram uh i guess like what was the mileage all right that's this box and this box this plus that's four thousand dollars yeah Yeah. he gets a score
1: out of like 11 and it's oh anything past nine and he gets (laughs) that's like outrageous yeah so that was that i didn't end up buying another bmw because i don't know i didn't have the money and i didn't really want another one that much after <laughs> right it. <laughs> it sours the experience yeah the best i mean the best cars for that price are 335 so. <laughs> it, no it's
0: true and 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 the 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 335s were the bulletproof car exactly. because the m3s you were forced not only to pay more to get into an 892 m3 but you were yeah. also forced to be like well if you really want this thing to be bulletproof you're gonna have to put up 2500 bucks for rod bearings and all this other yeah. stuff so it 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 does add up yeah um, but
1: so I guess that leads into the next vehicle. Well <laughs> right, yeah. unless you want to keep going. No, yeah. I
0: think we're good on that one. We can tie that one up. Yeah. Out. Um, I just I remember being shocked. Uh the only thing I'll add is that uh, where you just parked out front, mm-hmm. there's an X3. Yep. And that's an N55 yeah, X3. I was thinking about that. Yeah. That car, my mother won the so my dad, it's my dad's now. My mom uh she drives the RAV4, but my dad when, when my mom was like daily driving that X3, she pulled into the garage once and she goes, "It smells like fuel." And I was like, uh, "I don't know." And then I went down and I didn't smell it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay." And By the way, she has a really good nose for fuel. Yeah, she's like a fucking parakeet. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this she she can tell the the miners yeah. if something. And your bad mom is also
1: former M3 owner, so she knows her. Yes, her... she had
0: an e, she had her E90 M3 competition before I owned my car. Yeah. So she she says this and then like a day goes by and she's like drives it again she's like it smells like fuel and my dad goes in and he's like oh shit and we find on a fuel rail the fitting the like the little screw that like screws the rail I know what you mean, like yeah. the, the 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 tube onto the thing like mm-hmm. the tube to the tube the the like the screw that like connects them and holds them together was literally cracked down the side Really Like full blown. And we're like, what the fuck? Like the way that's the way, only way I can describe it, it's kind of like one of the screws on like a, um, a brake line, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, you put the thing on and then you flare it and then you use the screw. Mm-hmm. It looked like that, except it was just in half. There was a huge crack down the Yikes. side of it. And we were like, Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Oh, uh, Mike, <laughs> yeah. like, and that's all I could think about was your yeah. car. And I'm like, what, man? So yeah, I, I, I have had a lot of like qualms, when it comes to bmws yeah
1: and it, it could have been the blower motor it could have been something like i mean who knows but it was it was not good and i i'm sorry to see it go it was a it was a really good vehicle that
0: was a good car so what was next
1: so i kind of that was a great question i'm a big car enthusiast as, as you know i'm like a i'm a really nerdy i'm an engineer i am very particular and I really like driving, and I like the noises and the experience, and I like the turbo lag of the 335, even though BMW tried to eliminate it. Well, I'm, I'm obviously – I was a little spoiled from the BMW, definitely from how nice it was inside and all that kind of stuff. It was the first – like, I mean, it was a nice car, first nice car I had, and so I was a little – it's a sick
0: car, yeah. Especially for like, I remember you pulling in because you're another one of those people that I met in a parking lot, mm-hmm. right? Like all of the fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> it's so embarrassing when I go places and like, how do you know this guy? I'm like, parking lot. What do you mean? I don't know. We had a shiny car, and I yeah, said it's... hi, and <laughs> and, that was and, that, and then yeah. that was that. And like, <laughs> and like, the only time that's ever been acceptable mm-hmm. at the Topher's wedding all of his friends i was like how do you know chris i met him in a parking lot i'm like good yeah good good all, and they're like you don't have here. any further questions i'm like no i'm good that, <laughs> that satisfies I everything exactly <laughs> that. i get it what do you drive what what color was your car yeah. it was a yellow b5 s4 I'm like that makes sense yeah yep. he would ask you about that <laughs> okay <laughs> so so you go from this beautiful and um, this yeah. beautiful 335
1: and the insurance paid out above what we got it for so that was nice i think i had they paid out 18 or so maybe 19 that's a lot it was a lot but it was also you know this is five years ago now four years ago so you know 335 with sixty thousand miles on it you know it was it was in the range you weren't and but it wasn't just going to put you in another car yeah yeah like that and so obviously that's a lot of money you can get a lot of you can get a lot of e46 for that i didn't necessarily want a bmw i knew that i lived in kansas and so having a car that operates it's a lot different from New England, obviously, and how you drive and what types of trips we take. And so I wanted something that was really good for high speeds on two-lane roads that are not particularly curvy. You know, and so I was, I was looking at V8. That's what I thought. I was like, I live in Kansas. I'm you know long, straight roads. I want a V8. Yeah. And I have been spoiled as a person growing up in New England seeing German V8s. And really appreciating during V8s. And being in Kansas, and I'm like, well, you can get a Mustang or a Charger and a Challenger. And those didn't really get me going as much. Although that's like the dream car of every that's person from Kansas. That's the Kansas you know, exactly. dream. Exactly. <clears throat> and so I really wanted a V8. And I was looking around a lot. And I was looking at M3s a little bit. But I was like, oh, I have to get like a beat M3.
0: Yeah, 19 or 18 or 19 wasn't going to buy you yeah. a good M3. Like yeah. my M3 with 35,000 miles on it, I paid 35 grand for that car. Exactly. And yeah. like and and you could get them for 25, mm-hmm. but a $25,000 M3 at that point was still beat. They hadn't yeah. they hadn't um it wasn't for a few more years until they broke through the 20,000
1: yeah, mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I I I w- I looked at M3s a little bit, but I had to get a really beat one which would have just been sad i had a few grand maybe two grand saved up since i had the 335 and so call it 20 at the end of the day 21 and so i was looking around for a while i looked at some porsches i was thinking i could get like a beat 996 because that it wouldn't do the v8 thing but it would do all the other things so well And as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, but like, if I have a 996 and something breaks and I'm in Kansas,
0: there's not a whole lot of guys out there who are going to be like, oh, I I have all these parts. I've seen this a million times.
1: Yeah. And so I needed something that I could trust more than any 20-year-old German car, which you know, there's a lot of good 20-year-old German cars, but more than in any 20-year-old German car. And so I looked around for a while and I eventually was looking between two cars, which were a CTS-V Uh, either first or a higher mileage second generation. The first generation manual only Corvette LS3, LS6, I can't remember. And then the second gen had a supercharged LS. So both very good, great cars. I was looking around at those. The other cars I was looking at were E63 Mercedes AMGs. The price range I had put me in nicer uh, of the W211 generation, which Mm -hmm. is the one that's really blobby and has a worse transmission, or a slightly worse W212, which is the next generation, which is the fir- they kept the motor, uh, it's right before they went to twin turbos. So, I ended up deciding, after looking at a bunch of cars, and I test drove one or two, I test drove a CTSV, and I decided that the Mercedes was the way to go, and so I had to find one. Again, I'm very particular, I really like, I want the right color, I want the right spec, I want the right the headliner color this is like. where
0: we differ <laughs> i have always been in the camp of like i will drive it if it's pink if the price is right <laughs> like if it has the miles yeah. and whatever like i always I, you know i'd always like my m5 i got lucky that car has all the things yeah i didn't really know that was before being like a spec whore yeah. or like a like a like People are so knowledgeable about this stuff. That just, in my brain, that that wasn't normal then. Yeah. And, like, because this is, like, 10 years ago. Exactly, yeah. Um, Today, though, everyone's into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Portia's to blame for, like, introducing the idea of, or, and you know, it's probably YouTubers in general, mm-hmm. like the schmies of the world, yeah. who were like, like "What's well, this way Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you knew to look for
1: something. I knew to look for something. I'm always every car I've ever gotten, it has taken months to find because I really, obviously, I'm I'm price limited, so I can't just I can't just immediately go find the car if it's the right spec. If it's 10 grand too much. It's, it's my, a deal breaker. It, yeah, I can't your, do it. Your threshold is exactly. literally <laughs> like
0: five dollars or $700 yeah, where exactly. you're like, Ugh, I don't <laughs> think we can do this.
1: Exactly. So I looked around a lot. I wanted to make the most out of the money I had while leaving a small buffer for maintenance or you know, if it need, if I buy it, it needs breaks or something like what that. What
0: does a small buffer mean on an E63 to you? Or what did it mean to you? Do, it, you, do you think that like having $1,000 in savings was going to do you any good if you needed a break job? I don't, I don't
1: necessarily <laughs> mean like like that type of stuff, because that can really suck. It's the little things like, oh, it needs pads, it, you know, a, t- uh, a, t- a taillights, you know, s- some sort of small thing that would have been caught in a PPI, but not a deal breaker.
0: Got it. Okay, because I'm thinking, oh my God, a set of rotors on that thing yeah. is
1: probably like 2,500 or 3,000, Yeah, million, right? I did those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me not go g- look at that CP receipt. Yeah, oh my God. And so it took a while to find one. Eventually, I, I think I PPI'd five cars. So it took... I mean, the, over the course... I mean, PPIing five cars alone takes... nothing like it, 500 like, bucks. A, yeah. Took took some money and it took time. And they Good had little you. things. They weren't the perfect right color. The guy was like, yeah, the paint's a little messed up on the front bumper. I'm like, can't... Don't want it.
0: Yeah, it's been an accident. Yeah, you're something, not reporting it. Yeah, it's exactly. Something. When you did these PPI... So <clears throat> I, I'm i the type where I know what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> I almost never PPI'd cars. Okay. And this is like a big <laughs> secret that I've like never it's disclosed horror, to yeah. anybody. I'm like the worst at this. Like, I'm just like... Yeah, that looks good. And I crawl around and I look and I listen and I do my best. Mm -hmm. But like I every time I've brought a car to like Jake or whoever my mechanic is at the time, like for whatever car it is. I've always been like, I got to drive this for two weeks before I even show it to him because if I, uh, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna laugh like I'm gonna bring it home. I'm not even gonna like it for one day because he's gonna go, Tom, what the hell did you do? <laughs> what, what have you done? Exactly. Luckily, every time I brought a card, he goes, This is a good one. I'm like, Oh thank God, <laughs> thank God, woo,
1: <laughs> yeah, I PPI'd it. <laughs> it's a great one.
0: <laughs> well, I, a lot of times it's just because the cars are in annoying locations and it's like this guy's not going to give me like I was always young too yeah. when I was doing this and I'm like this guy's not going to give me this car or whatever like maybe I don't know I, yeah. I think I was just lazy and yeah. too shy to ask or no, whatever No I but. was
1: I most of the cars I was finding were from either used dealers or something like that I I don't love dealing with private parties just because it's a lot of they just don't want to deal with it and they don't want to do the whole PPI. They're trying to sell it locally, whatever. Yeah. And so I did a bunch of PPIs. I'm in Kansas at the time. And so I was looking at cars. I'm right in the middle. I'll do a car in Oregon or I'll do a car in Florida and it'll be a day and a half and I'll get it home, you know, for driving it back. Don't you
0: have class?
1: Yeah, but if I fly out on a, on oh a, my on a Friday, God. I'll be back by
0: you're Sunday. You're burning through this budget now because <laughs> now you're flying.
1: Well, the flight I mean, it's going to be 200 bucks, whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm just telling. You, I'm just looking at like a twenty thousand dollar budget and being like, this is dwindling. Yeah, it's getting smaller. We're at we're at eighteen two fifty at yeah. this point now that I've <laughs> burned through flights and PPIs.
1: And so, but it took a while. I was working all through college, and so I, you know, was able to keep saving up some money. Um, and eventually i found a car in minneapolis at a used dealer it was the perfect spec it had one of my big things what it needed to have radar cruise which was a really rare option in 2010
0: that's so odd because it was such a staple of BM, or uh, of mercedes benz
1: yeah no they were one of the first with like the they have it on w211 so but it was hard to find in the perfect spec in the right color with radar cruise and all this kind of stuff and under 70000 you know all the, all the things I was going. I got a PPI'd. I flew in. Uh, I think it was uh, German Auto Works, I think is the name of the place. They were awesome. It was really easy. Threw a temp tag on it. And I remember driving home, and I got on the highway the first time, and it was the fastest car I've ever driven. And I remember flooring it and going, like, what have I done? Oh, my. Like, it's this moves. So fast.
0: There is something really distinct about going from sort of that mid tier, like an S four, an S five, or a three thirty five yeah. or three forty i, whatever you know the new ones are, mm-hmm. versus getting into like a proper AMG, yeah, or a proper M car. Even the M cars at the time didn't hold the candle because they didn't have any torque, yeah. right? Like an E ninety two M three. I can't tell you how many people got into an A92 M3 and were like, these are slow. And I'm like, what do you mean it's slow? And they're like, it's slow. I drove it and it's slow. I'm like, well, what did you rev it to? They're like 4,500 RPM. I'm like, oh, no, you're yep, you right. It is slow. You missed the whole party. Yeah. Those AMGs, they fucking boogie
1: from idle. And it was in Minneapolis. And to give people a picture, it's an eight or nine hour drive. From Minneapolis back to Kansas. Not anymore, but <laughs> Exactly. And I remember that was one of my favorite drives I've ever. It was the second favorite drive other than the Z06 drive, which eventually we'll mention. But it was so good. I remember riding that torque and the first gas fill up. I was like, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm obviously I'm a spoiled. I'm a twenty year old that got just given the keys to an E63 forever.
0: It looks like your grandpa died and you're coming home from like the will reading and it's like,
1: hey, I got just the E class. I got, he gave me the AMG. And so, man, what a car for Kansas. I mean, can't think, literally can't think of a better one.
0: It must have looked so out of place and classy there as well because like everyone yeah. is driving like the challenger the yeah. the cts like that's that's america country
1: yeah there's there's i mean i was in a college town and so you got your professors and the people that work in the government jobs over there that are doing pretty well and so it's not it wasn't crazy i, I mean i immediately debadged it and tried to i mean obviously it's not doing that much It's still the
0: car sounds ridiculous it's, you <laughs> start that car that car it starts like a cigarette <laughs> boat it's ridiculous yeah
1: but I remember, you know, I, I picked it up and immediately went. I think I drove that day and I went straight to a friend's house. I didn't even go home. I was like, guys,
0: well, like, load up. Let's go. I, <laughs> I, no, trust me, that's exactly what I would have done in college too. Cause I would have just I would have, we I would have we would have said, Everybody meet in the West Street lot. I got I have something. You're gonna die. And everyone would have lost their minds. What's crazy to me is that I'm glad that you had this experience with that car. Mm-hmm because everything is so spoiled now. Unless you come out with an MSO original one of one purple yeah. McLaren Sabre. No yeah, one some gives kid a shit a gt or
1: something, yeah. Like, and I
0: I'm really excited cuz if I had an M3, I remember my like one of my best friends in college, he's still a really really close friend of mine, this guy Chu. He had an E46 M3 that he bought while he was in grad school. He was working and taking his master's classes at the same time. And we mm-hmm. were living together. And he took out the most irresponsible car loan <laughs> ever, ever. I remember when he told me, he, he like lo- He must have taken out like 90% of this that car on a loan. Amazing. And I was like, when he told me this, I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> the funniest thing was that our rent was like 600 bucks a piece. So it was dirt cheap. But even then I'm like, are you sure you're going to be able to make rent? <laughs> oh my- <laughs> God. But when he bought that car, uh-huh. E4, it was a jet black E46 M3. He still has it. Oh my god!
1: Really? It's
0: it's I, and I well, I lost my mind. I was driving a 350Z at the time, so I thought I was hot shit. Yeah. yeah as far yeah. as I was concerned, I was hot shit. There was a kid who had a um, an S2000, uh-huh. and when I rolled up in a newer 350Z, he went fuck. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> why? And he goes, it's faster than my S2000 yeah. in a straight line. I yeah, mean, yeah. like objectively, I will take today as an older, wiser person, S2000 all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, I just, I, it was, I, I know that feeling. Yeah. And I remember the other side of it because I got to feel it when I bought my 350Z. I also got to feel when I drove my first M3 and realize like, oh, I'm driving a piece of shit. And that, that's got to have been a little bit of what you're yeah. going from 335 to this AMG. Like this, that AMG must've felt tight and fast. It every, did
1: everything better. It, it was, the steering was better the grip was way higher um the transmit i mean i had a manual 335 that they're fine but the, the i had the mct like wet clutch you know it does launch controls will drop the clutch at four thousand. it rips off gears and it was it was incredible I and mean, you I,
0: can put three people in it like three of your friends I
1: put four people in it i mean it was you could load it down and then do launch controls and people are just like everyone is just hysterically laughing
0: so, we've buried the lead because I've sold this as like every car
1: you buy blows up. This one didn't. This one didn't. So these have a these have a head bolt stretching problem which you can detect by uh seeing if there's coolant in your oil. So usually you can catch them before you hydrolock your motor. And I was like many owners, I'm sure, fairly confident that mine was not going to be one of the ones that was going to
0: I've seen the statistics. It's not going to happen to me. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. I was in the, for for anyone that does know, I was in the, I was in the zone of these are the motors that have been affected. Like the build dates
0: or like the number. They're like, oh, this through this. These are
1: the ones. And so I was a little worried. I sent some oil in for analysis. Every other time I changed my oil and that was all I really kept track of. So during my ownership, the car was pretty bulletproof and i had a few little things here and there i eventually had to do the brakes um but like i auto crossed the car like it was just a boat that was fun and it was everything that a you know a charger hemi was but just tighter and a little bit faster and better gearbox oh and and the seats and yeah it's just it was it was really nice and it was slower than some stuff but faster than most things faster than a you know a coyote mustang of the of the time you know it
0: doesn't even owe anything to anybody because that car is so handsome it's yeah. such a beautiful thing and like we are now it's weird because it's not that long ago, but we have moved away from, like, these... It, it is one of the last, like, Wolf and Sheep's clothing type yeah. of cars where yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Like, the only thing out there right now is still an E-Class. It's the wagon. Yeah. The yeah. wagon, I think. But even the wagon looks pretty outrageous. It's not as like outrageous the brakes, as an R 6 you know, yeah. But still, it, it there's a lot to cue you in yep. to that. Don't fuck with that wagon. Yeah, I
1: mean, the W212, the one that I had, you couldn't get anything except for silver brakes. Like, unless you got the carbon ceramics later on. but like there was no, there was no, there was no red brake like it was oh. all just classy and you didn't know unless you knew and
0: right. when you debadged it how many badges did you have to take off <laughs> like three it like <laughs> three it's like a tiny one on the door tiny yeah. one on the door and the back yep. done exactly. now you'd probably have to hire somebody yeah, exactly you'd, you'd pay him 100 bucks an hour and it yeah. would cost you 2 hours of labor he's like oh god i think i got all the
1: badges <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it was it was faster than most things which was great another thing to note about kansas for anyone that has not lived there is everyone will race you it's like a, there are so many straightaways that after stop signs and streetlights that if it's a performance car next to you and you give them a thumbs up. You're gone. Like, That's it. it. It's 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 a very casual. Like there's no, you know, it's not like race. You're not racing down Boylston Street. Like you're not, it's not sketchy. It's not, oh, is the cop going to, you know, am I going to hit someone? Am I, is there going to be a cop here? Is a dog going to run in the road? Like you're in the middle of nowhere. Everyone's going to race you. So you could, you could go out at night in the E63 and go race five people, just that, like random people that you see.
0: That is a culture I've never lived in. It's like very American graffiti. Definitely. You know, it's very 50s style in yep. terms of like, you wanna run? And then, like, and it's, and it, does it, did it feel a little more like, I think if someone wanted to race me tonight, like if I go <laughs> out in Massachusetts, I'm on Mass Pike oh or God, 495, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, this fucking creepo! Maniac. I'd be like, oh, I don't want. It. That's like, that's like, here, hold my gun while I walk into the bathroom at the airport. Like, no, you, I'm good. Like, I am gonna decline this offer to help you. Yeah, like do- uh,
1: creepy, unsafe, like all of those things.
0: Yeah, like it is, it is, it is literally like, yeah. Th- I'm, all right, I'm gonna take that. Back. I almost went to some really dark, <laughs> fucked up analogies. I'm not going there. But no, it is weird, and yet I like the idea that like. There's this like camaraderie that's Definitely. like, even if you lose, you're kind of like, Hey,
1: nice. Thanks for the yeah, run. You might want to run it again. Someone, if someone, if I beat someone off the line, they're like, all right, let's do it from a roll. Like, yeah. yes, I if, would love, it. like,
0: we're just here to have fun. If that happened in Boston, if that happened in Massachusetts, <laughs> if they won, even by like a fucking hair they'd be like, you're a pussy. <laughs> Your car's a piece <laughs> of shit. And you'd yeah. be like, what? I, wh- I indulged you. Yeah. You wanted this.
1: That's exactly. And
0: then, yeah, that's how it would be. So I am I am glad that there is, in modern day America, still a, a, st- a, a nice, not that I condone street racing, but there's a little bit of a, a, of a dreamy, nostalgic vibe of this idea that you could yeah. go do this. And again, don't, and it's a, don't go street race, yeah. strangers. But... <laughs> And Maybe in Kansas, it's like a, it's like a Kansas handshake.
1: It's like, and it depends a lot. I mean, obviously, I'm not doing it in a town. I'm not doing it. You know, we're not lining up like one of us is on the left lane of the road and the other one's on the like. That's not. I don't think that. I don't want to get anyone the impression that that's what's happening.
0: No, you're like out on an empty highway. Exactly.
1: It's not even a highway. It's like a this this road connects two small towns. And there's a streetlight at the end of the, you know, as you are leaving to go into the corn stuff. There's like a sleeping, there's a sleeping cop behind a billboard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. And so it's just, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a cool car to have there. A, because it was good at its job and B, because it was so different than all of the other types of cars that were there. I mean, I never saw an AMG. There was one actually, there was a CLA 45 in the town. But other than that, Mm. it's a, it's very rare to see a Mercedes and it's very, very rare to see an AMG.
0: So now that you're in Kansas, you've experienced your V8 dream. Yep. It's time to get a little more American. <laughs>
1: exactly. So what happens next? So I autocrossed the AMG a few times, and I quickly realized that after getting rides in some other cars, I brought the AMG back. I did a Porsche autocross event, and I got some rides on 911s and GT3. Turn,
0: turns out weight matters. <laughs> yeah,
1: it turns out the AMG <laughs> is really good at being comfortable. And going fast, but it's not awesome at, like, you know, a driver's car. <laughs> oh uh-oh,
0: uh-oh. Here come the Mercedes forum yeah, exactly. Nazis. going oh, to turn gonna, up
1: the suspension, the they're like, road. no, I put it in sport mode. It's just as good. It's yeah. just as good as the GT3. Exactly. They freak out. Oh, my so goodness. So I realized completely uh, not – I I really like the car. I After having dealt with all these car problems, I told my parents when I bought it, I was like, we won't do another car while I'm in college. Like, we'll ride this one out. I promise I'll stop being a pain uh, in the ass. Sage like, wisdom uh, from a 21-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Which, they're paying my insurance. So I'm not trying to, you know, like, they're, they have a, definitely a, some skin in the game here about what's going on. And so I was, I approached them, was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to, I've saved a bunch of money because I've been working this whole time, and I'm thinking about making a change here and swapping the AMG for something a little more sporty, but just as reliable as the AMG had been, all that kind of stuff. And I remember I first talked to my mom about this, and she said, that's great, like, okay, but I want the AMG.
0: Sold. Good.
1: (laughs) Now, how easy is that? Because now you don't have to sell a car. Exactly. You're like, here,
0: mom, fair market value, never been tracked. Yeah. (laughs) And so,
1: you know, I, I, I can't remember what the numbers were at the end of the day, but I had saved up, I don't know, after the few years, another few grand, six grand, eight grand, I can't remember um you know obviously i'm very lucky i didn't have to pay for my college and so i had you know this is money that at the time i was like oh we can make dumb decisions with this. and
0: also to be fair you didn't go to like like some bizarro world like private ex- cra- yeah. you no, went I'm to call k col-
1: McKay state
0: yeah, yeah you're at kansas state like yes for an out-of-state resident or yeah, non-resident yeah. it's it's more expensive yeah. for sure but it, it you're you're not like you know no
1: t- i just don't want anyone to think i'm trying to paint an illusion of like i've picked myself up by no my and trust me <laughs> my parents
0: paid for most of my college too and so, so I, there's no illusions i came out with thirty thousand dollars in student loans and yeah. that was it i it, trust me most of the people i went to school with had at least a hundred that took them years to pay off. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and and I was under no impression that I was not anything but privileged for having that yeah, situation. Exactly. exactly, Same here. But again, you, unlike all of your peers, this is. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm giving you this one all just right. because, and you don't even know what I'm going to say yet, but it's going to become very apparent. You don't drink, so that while all of your peers were burning <laughs> cash. All weekend long, on on, even on shit beer, because at some point when you're 19 or 20, it -hmm. doesn't even matter that you're drinking 50 cent cans of Bush Light, you're (laughs) You're drinking 30 30 of them them a night because your tolerance is disgusting at this point. Yeah. And And, as a
1: 250 pound dude. Yeah, you're a big dude. So like,
0: I can't even imagine. So like, let's just say whatever anybody wants to say about like the money here, Mm -hmm. you didn't burn it on alcohol and it went toward these cars and it's probably close to equivalent. <laughs> yeah
1: I definitely i didn't part i mean i was a i was an engineer i still am an engineer i didn't party very much i don't drink so there was definitely some savings happening there um I,
0: I when i met you i was like you don't drink and then i was like wonder if he's like mormon or something like <laughs> i i like i like dug into you a little bit i was just like do you drink tea do you, do you go <laughs> with, with caffeine, caffeine? yeah, yeah exactly. like and it's not I'm, and i'm not shitting on the mormons it's just one of those things where like if an old if i say i don't drink everyone thinks i'm an alcoholic i have yeah. had so many people because during the pandemic i quit alcohol completely. i remember that yep and i i i made a thing about it to try to ex- examine like why i did it and it wasn't because mm-hmm. i had a problem with alcohol it was more because i was like uh, a it's burning cash i feel like shit like Two days a week. Yeah. And I'm like trying to work out and get like some semblance of health and physique yeah. that yeah. I want. And the alcohol was countering that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And if I just traded alcohol for ice cream, it was a wash yeah. physically. And I felt better. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like, I can sick. feel better on a Sunday morning and eat a pint of Ben yeah, and Jerry's. That's tremendous. I'm in. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Meanwhile, every time I said I didn't drink, everyone did not hear. The entire reasoning I gave yeah, behind it's a it, taboo. and they're like, oh, "I'm a friend of Bill too," which yeah. is like an AA yeah, thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone's just like, "Yeah, I'm running the steps," and I'm like, "Good, <laughs> do that. You should do that. Like, if yeah. that's helping, you do that." But I'm like, "I'm not," and they're I, yeah. they're acting like I'm identifying, and it made me feel like a fraud because I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did I say that made you yeah, think I'm part of this group? And it's yeah. not because I don't want to be associated with it; it's just because I am not identifying the struggle. Like, yeah. I can't say that I get. Oh, I get. I don't get it because I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not exactly, living exactly. it. And so it was a really weird line. Yeah. Whereas when someone your age yeah, says, they, says yeah. they don't drink, I'm either like, oh my God, does he have straight edge tattoos or is he <laughs> is, is it a cult his parents put him in keeping yeah. him off of it because he thinks like he'll be struck to hell. So
1: it's it just I just didn't want to.
0: Was yeah. was the short answer. And, and that's the easy way. I just figured, let's just clear it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah. So I, I, I had some money to, to spend and I was looking to get something lighter and more raw. That's something I learned that I liked a lot was being slightly uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable. And, but having the trade off of like, well now the car drives great. I, and I, I've been really lucky to get a bunch of rides and a ton of really cool cars growing up both here. And, you know, with the groups we have, there's just a lot of money and there's a lot of cool cars to get yeah. rides in. And so I would learned a lot more about what I like and what I didn't like as much. and, some thoughts about the AMG where I'm like, I love the torque and I love just being able to cruise comfortably and having this wave of just like thrust. And that's something I really liked. And you can get those in some turbo cars, but it's not quite the same. And so I was like, well, I I think I need either, it either needs to be really good or it needs to be a V8. And so that was my thought process again. So I came back and I was like, well, I could look at like I don't know, an E46 M3 was on my mind for a little bit. But Not going to do it. I don't fit in M3s really well. I'm, I have a really long torso, and so my head hits the roof. Which I, is, I barely fit in E46 yeah.
0: M3s. I'm like a quarter of your
1: size. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how Matt Farrow does this. He doesn't drive as very often. He, yeah. I don't know, he, <laughs> must, like, he must have like
0: hollowed out the seat or yeah, something. exactly.
1: And so uh, so I was looking around for a while, and one of, as I was looking around more and more, I narrowed things down more and more and decided that the goal of this vehicle was going to be outright speed. Like, I wanted to go as fast as I could possibly go for, it was like 28 or 30 grand or whatever I had. Every parent's
0: know. every dream to hear from their child. <laughs> so They're like, I yeah, Mike,
1: that from... <laughs> go faster. I definitely While you're
0: 2,500 miles away.
1: Yeah, so I kept that away from them a little bit. And I have always been a German car guy right? growing up. I mean, we grew up around this area, and so you get German cars because that's the fast, fun car to buy. And so I looked at, German cars a little bit, I was like a Cayman, but you can't really get that much Cayman for 30 grand, they hold their value so well. Same thing with 911s, like, I can't touch a 997, like, I'm getting a 996 Carrera S, fine but then you know it's not quite the raw experience that i'm looking for
0: no and they are buckets of bolts they're great i mean they are it's not a, Sorry, i'm not Maddox. A, i'm not no but it's true like i've spent a lot of time in those cars and like they they're, they're tight they are tight but yeah. like they aren't um it, it would be tough to go e63 because now you're going e63 to 996 and a 996 is both less luxurious yeah and less fast yeah yeah it'll be
1: one thing if you could get a turbo for 30 but you, you know you're spending 50 so I was looking around for a while, and I ended up looking at Corvettes, which if I told myself six months prior to that, you're going to be looking at Corvettes, I would have said, hell no. Why would I get a Corvette? Only old guys drive them. Every time, they have ver- they're have they all convertibles. They're all of chrome wheels. They're disgusting. They're not fast. They don't handle well. All of the stereotypes. I, had, I, had, I was completely uneducated about Corvettes.
0: Until the Z06. <laughs> Until
1: I started looking into it. And I started looking at uh like Laguna Seca times and Nürburgring times and stuff like that. Because I wanna go on track and I wanna go fast. And I wanna find I'm not trying to build an E thirty six to do that. I wanna get in something that's gonna be reliable and I can trust and is safe.
0: Chevrolet you know. races cars. <laughs> yeah. This is what GM does. Their Cadillacs in 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 Imza are yep. insane. Yep. The DPI cars, absolutely bonkers. Yep. And the cor- i mean it's corvette, corvette versus porsche that's yeah. the deal yep. this is how it
1: works and you're certainly not getting into a 997 gt3 which is going to be the equivalent of you know the same so i basically landed on corvettes and i was looking at lap times and i i literally couldn't believe it i was looking at looking this stuff up and i, was, I how have i never heard of this how have i never experienced this how have i never been around these cars they're so fast
0: It's absurd. No, they're – so when I was in high school, a friend of mine, her – this is, like, the ultimate, like, whose car is this? My friend's cousin's mother (laughs) scratches a lottery ticket. This is the next town over. Scratches a lottery ticket and hits pretty big. I don't know what the number was, but let's just call it a million. Let's just call it a million, right? Mm -hmm. Hits a big lotto ticket and, for whatever reason, decides to make a really poor choice – and I'll, I'll just be judgmental about this. <laughs> she has two boys. Mm-hmm. She buys one boy, the older one, a Celine Mustang.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This cool is, so mom this, award. So this is like
0: 2003. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Like
1: when they're at their coolest. Right.
0: Like, like five spoke chrome wheels. Yeah. Fucking loudest thing on <laughs> the planet. Okay. Body kit, all the bullshit. Right. Then the younger kid, buy, she buys the younger son. A an, an anniversary Corvette Z06. So the blue wow. C5 Z06. Like Le
1: Mans blue or something. I can't. Remember. Yeah, That's I forget awesome. what they're called. Yeah, but yeah, either yeah.
0: way, so that was the first Corvette I ever drove because he let me drive the that car. Is so cool. And I remember the, the you know at that point I had I was driving a Mark III Volkswagen Golf. Yep. Okay, it had ninety six horsepower. <laughs> I dynoed it. It had 96 and a half horsepower. <laughs> that's <a> tremendous. <laughs> okay. And it was probably still an optimistic yeah, dyno.
1: Yeah. That's that's with the adjustment for the altitude. So <laughs> to
0: feel the torque, oh I, it God. looked like I couldn't, I, I didn't, it looks like I didn't know how to drive a stick shift yeah. because I remember like every time I would shift the car would be bucking around because like, oh shit, my throttle placement matters a lot right yeah. now. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. And I I was like, okay, respect. Corvettes are fast as hell. Like, these things are nuts. So you find the C6. Yeah,
1: I, I ended up landing on C6s. I, I, was, I, had, I had the money where if I got really lucky, I could find a C6 Z06 that has not super high mileage. You know, I could find a good C6 Z06, but I'd have to really search for it. Or I could find a C6 Grand Sport same dry sump it's it's blah it's blah nice. blah, yeah. blah blah so that I makes find sense a grand sport all day and
0: yeah. i i will say a c6 grand sport very cool car my friend uh tom o'neill who's uh-huh. uh like chris uh the the topher's like really close friend yep. growing up i went and a ride with that car we did like 160 out in michigan the thing is <laughs> it's a monster yeah but i will tell you it is not a z06 and until I just don't think the Grand Sport mattered as much to me until C7. Yeah. C7 Grand Sport was yeah, where I was yeah, like, "Whoa, this, thing this like a is a ceramics, bargain. Like <laughs> this is the car." Yeah. Because you and also it was more reliable than the C7 Z06. Yeah. Because and
1: better on track for cooling. And
0: total and, yeah. monster. So we get into this. Um, let's we'll cut to the chase a little bit. Yeah. You've got now. I think you, what it was like a seventy thousand mile car that you found. Yeah, I
1: found a six. It was sixty high sixties. Can't remember exactly. Okay. 66, Sixty six, sixty eight. Fits the bill. Fits the bill. I. It took, again, it took like know, four or five months. To, it took a long time to find the right one, doing a bunch of PPIs again. Ended up finding it in Georgia for an older gentleman that had basically said he was done driving. He bought himself a Ram truck and was just done with his Corvette, and he washed it every weekend. I was like, oh, no, the paint. Yeah. Nobody wa- <laughs> Nobody
0: knows how to wash. I am I, aware enough to know that I'm not great at washing cars, so I yeah. just don't most yep. of the time. I will wash a clean, like if it's pretty clean, I'll wash it. Yep. My car is pretty filthy right now. I'm not going to touch it. It's going to craft.
1: Yeah. So I I, I fly down to Georgia again. I mean, this no, is a broken record. I fly down to Georgia. I drive to my best friend's house in Kentucky, which is on the way home, believe it or not. And I remember I floored it once in fourth or fifth gear on the way there, and I was genuinely scared.
0: Isn't that the best? Isn't it great? I was scared
1: of this car.
0: You're like, well, that is delivering what I thought yeah. it would, and more. because it's... At like
1: 2,500 RPM, I mean, on a highway <sighs> in 4th or 5th, I couldn't believe it.
0: It rips, and they make no, they, they don't hide it because it literally says 505 horsepower <laughs> on the badge. Yeah.
1: And I had driven, to give anyone some perspective, I, I hadn't driven. I'd gotten a ride in a tuned uh, AMG GT S, which I think you've probably gotten a ride in, too. Yep, in I've driven that car, car.
0: yeah. That was the first one I ever drove.
1: Yeah, and, like, fast. Like, really fast car. Quick car. car. And, the, I mean, believe it or not, like, the Corvette feels faster, whether it is about the same speed or not, whatever, the Corvette feels so fast.
0: It Well, because it really feels like you've just strapped yourself to oh this, my, like... It's
1: just a motor. It's, it's what it feels like. You're, like, on a motor.
0: But unlike, uh, or not unlike the German cars that you had been dealing with, it mm-hmm. does have an Achilles heel.
1: Yeah, it's got the valve problem, so
0: so this ls7 is essentially a Le Mans engine right like it's a race engine
1: yeah it's it's derived from the c5 i don't want to get too many of the facts wrong it's derived from the c5 <laughs> no do it it'll create engagement yeah, exactly it's it's a if you're
0: angry rate this podcast five stars yeah, exactly. that's how, that's how we'll know
1: <laughs> and so i am tracking the car for a summer and doing all this kind of stuff and it's oh my god i'm so happy blah blah, blah. we can dive into that later if we want but I know about the the valve drop problem that these cars can experience. The person that I bought it from had not had it done, and he said he didn't think it had it done because he had no records on it, so we Because it's
0: the guides that wear, correct? Oh, God. All right. Am I... Am, did I just trivialize this way too much?
1: Yeah, I The more... It's like Pandora's box. The more you open it, the more you read about, the more you hear the engineers say, Well, there's no problem. What we investigated them all and we couldn't find a problem. And like and GM has all these conflicting or like depending on who you ask at GM, you're gonna get a different answer. On if it's Tage, he's gonna say, like, oh yeah, we investigated it and we found a small batch here it was wrong. If you ask the engineers, they're gonna say, well, we looked at it and we never found any problems, and there is there is no problem. You go on forums and like all of the engines are gonna explode. <laughs> it's like it's a a rainbow of.
0: So it sounds very similar to E90 or S65 rod bearings. Yeah, where the. The 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 company BMW will say yeah that I guess it could happen maybe yep. I guess if you I mean, if you really if you really drive it a lot maybe it could yeah. happen and then you have people who are like it's completely mythical you guys are wasting all your money and then you have the guys who are like every single engine. Is yeah. a ticking time bomb. Like,
1: it's like oil changes. You just got to do them all, you know? Oh, God. Then we
0: get into the oil. <laughs> what oil are you using? The fucking oil. Just the oil yeah, you the use. Yeah, the oil just that they told 10 me 10W60, to guys, not in the Corvette. Don't yeah. freak out.
1: And so the Corvette, I I had driven it. I, I picked it up from the guy, and I originally had intended to do the valve job. As I drove it more and more, I had been looking around online. Not to say I'm the most educated about this, but i have been looking around online, and I had learned about symptoms that can pop up that would, uh, note that maybe your valves are starting to become loose and rattle around a little bit. And so I listened for those and I tracked the car a ton and autocrossed it. You know, I did eight track days, 20 auto, like a lot of time Yeah, you put the thing on Hoosiers. The, yeah, I mean that thing was yeah. like
0: on. That, you went hard. You were like, I, I was fully
1: committed to going fast. You were very much
0: like <laughs> wheel bearings are not a matter for me. Yeah, they I are am a ready... wear item yeah. now.
1: <laughs> Everything that you thought was not a wear item is now a wear item. And so I thought I was like, ah, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. And then it got to about when I graduated college, so nine months ago now. And I was thinking my parents were like, oh, we'll get you something for you know graduating. And I was thinking like, oh, this might be a good time to do the valves because it costs, it's a significant cost. It's four grand ish. Yeah. So it's not like oh, we'll just do it really quick over the weekend. It's like you got to send them out. They got to get re. You know, you get. It's like real engineering that has to happen.
0: Yeah, that's and it's a bigger like like I said like a, a an E ninety two M three bearing job is like two to two to three grand yeah. on the high end. You're paying usually two to twenty five hundred bucks. So yeah. four thousand dollars for just just to yeah. Not even a modification, not even a power adder. This is just to make sure you're, this is just preventative maintenance.
1: Exactly. And so it's, it's, it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow. I was thinking about it for a long time and you can do it for cheaper, but like, I don't want to crack open the heart of this motor when it was maybe fine, send it off to some dude in Kansas. Who ruins it. Who ru- I put it back together and the engine explodes. Like that's the last thing I oh, wanted. Oh
0: man, are you t- preaching to the choir right now? I think <laughs> I think about this. This is like every time, and and I love Powen. I love Acuity. The, he is always like, every, like when I got the SI, he was like, hey, can I put in this shifter in your thing? I'm like, what do you have to take apart? And he's like, yeah, I just have to do it. And he's great at this because he's done it a million times, mm-hmm. but you have to take out all the plastic consoles and stuff. And I'm like, I can't do it. And he's like, why? And I'm like, it'll never go back want, to, yeah. it'll never go back to like saying, and I'm like, I'm, and I'm going to be here with a great shifter and I'm going to want to blow my brains out yeah, if I every, hear it. And chances are it wouldn't have actually done that. Yeah. But yeah. in my brain, things should go together once.
1: Yeah. It's just, it, you, I, I did not want to deal with that. So anyways, I think about it for a while. I'm sitting on this idea and instead of, uh, I did something else for my my little graduation gift. I did something I can't remember exactly what it was. I, I got some I think I got slicks for the Corvette along with a set of wheels. And so another, you know, about three, four grand worth of stuff, but just not the valve job. I didn't hear a single thing. I did oil changes every like two thousand miles because the car was getting tracked a lot. And I sent every analysis out and worked with Blackstone to say, are there any, any titanium? Is there any brass? Like, I'm looking for this problem. Please tell me if it exists.
0: If there are any, like, KPIs yes. that should indicate yes. something is failing, yeah. something is rubbing, something exactly. is moving.
1: And so I, I don't do, then summary, I don't do the valves. I decide that this car has 70,000 miles on it, 70,000 not easy miles. And if the valve was drilled not concentric, and was rubbing this whole time and I'm just waiting for it to wear off the you know the nitride coat or whatever. Then let me not die down that red hole. You <laughs> have but, a video for that. I'll put yeah, it in the, exactly. I'll put it in the <laughs> show notes. You did a good job with it. <laughs> and so if it was gonna drop, it's gonna have dropped. I am I if it was gonna drop, I had 270 rule attempts doing 40-minute sessions like yep. it would have happened. Yep. So I go to dinner with a friend in sub, late September this year, and we're driving back from dinner and i was like oh we'll quickly hop on the highway it's a little bit of a detour but whatever like we'll do a little third gear pull just because the corvette's fast and it's fun <laughs> you got to so, feel this yeah and he's not a car guy and so i'm very i the Corvettes can be a little scary in the passenger seat and so i make sure that i'm like i'm going to be at like 1500 2000 rpm in third and just like roll onto it, let him feel it until five or six. Right, and we'll so you're get not out. just
0: going to like hit it in second at 5,000 Yeah, exactly. RPM. I'm like, like, I'm not
1: trying to like scare this yeah. guy. Like I just want, he's going to be like, wow, it's so fast. I'm going to say yes, let's go home. Yeah. And so I do that, and at about 4,000 RPM, catastrophic, like no, nothing telling me it was about to happen. The car was warm. The oil was up to temp. Pressures were looking good. I mean, I, I'm always looking at this stuff. And so we get on it and just catastrophic... Like trash can full of marbles, destruction of the motor. He hears it, I hear it. He's not. He's like, oh geez, something went wrong, and I was like, oh geez, like yeah. Oh, it's
0: always when some <laughs> kind of not knowledgeable person is sitting next to you that you're literally there to impress them.
1: Yeah, I'm like the Corvette. It's so reliable, and it's a GM, so the parts are so cheap. And <laughs> like, then the LS seven exploded. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So. The LS7 grenades. It's immediately apparent that this is. I obviously I don't know at the time what has happened. I immediately suspect the valve issue, but again, I'd done so much leading up to it of like, is do I hear any noises? Is there anything in the oil? Like I was pretty convinced that there were no signs, and there were no signs, and so I was really surprised. I peeked under the car, and immediately saw like hot oil steam that kind of like <laughs> you know when you get oil on your headers and you're like oh yeah. it's kind of that whitish yes of yeah. oil there was that and then i i peek under the car a little bit where i pull off the side of the highway we're at a pretty safe spot and i can just barely see like where the left side of the block is like there's just a lot of oil steam coming out and so i think that like maybe there's oil on the ground <laughs> I then walked around in the back of the car in the 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 Corvette to, for aerodynamics. It's like a they cut off the back. I, I'm sure everyone knows what it looks like. And the whole back where that low pressure zone is was coated with oil, because the oil had come out of the exhaust as it was. Oh The oil was inside. Of the and it all right? just came up and,
0: it's and coated just like, the back. Yeah,
1: coated the back of the car because we're going 80 or something. In so
0: good there. lesson for anyone like driving really fast on public roads. Like an LS7 might have just coated the highway <laughs> yeah. with the oil
1: yeah so it it definitely didn't go well i towed it i have a shop in beverly and so i towed it back to our our shop and we immediately put it up on jacks and took a wheel off and saw instantly that the 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 block was cracked pretty badly it wasn't windowed like there wasn't a rod out the side of it but it was cracked enough to i knew that the motor was toast so that was really sad um I you think know.
0: my favorite photo, though, was the intake because it had yeah. barfed. Oh it had like barfed up a piston yeah, and so like valves. When, like it was
1: insane. When the valve dropped on cylinder number one, which, if you're sitting in the car, is the front left of the furthest away cylinder to the left from you, the valve dropped off at 4,000 RPM. It immediately shattered the piston, and so there's no intake valve left, and the piston is now piston McNugget, and so all of the bits are now shooting back into the intake which are then distributing themselves into the pistons of all of the other cylinders, like it's it's total destruction. So <laughs> it was really tough. I mean, there was a lot of laughing and I'm trying to be light spirited about it. I mean, I'm I'm not someone to like dwell on the sadness. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. And I'm trying to freaking figure it out. I have some money for repairs. Like, oh, I need like brakes and stuff like that. But I don't have like
0: LS7, LS7
1: money. money. Now
0: I had two minds about this because number one, I you had been gone for about two weeks mm-hmm. and you had said tom you gotta take the car i know come and take the car come <laughs> and take the car <laughs> and i still don't remember why i didn't i think i was just in like sometimes i get in modes where i'm like ah, i'm just not feeling it yeah. like sometimes it's a mood I, you need to be into, i get or i yeah. get depressed and i'm like uh, i don't want to i don't want to have this guy's car or you know like sometimes i just get like a lot of people offer me things and i'm very 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 grateful for that but sometimes i don't take them up on it and it's nothing personal it's more just i'm just like i just i think i'm just gonna do my normal day-to-day yeah yeah and you this occurred maybe a week after you returned so like yeah
1: i i had left and i basically told tom i was like tom take the car while i'm gone like do whatever you want have fun have a blast. I don't care. I'm going to be gone. You re- and I trust you. Like, you
0: re- you return and you blew up the car immediately. And I, 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 at first I thought, oh, thank God I didn't take the car because <laughs> it would have happened because I would have put exactly that many miles on it, like yeah, getting it yeah. from your house to here and driving around doing a video. Yeah. And then now all I can think is son of a bitch. I could have caught that on camera. I could have had I could have had this LS7 valve drop catastrophe.
1: I <laughs> just got all of it in yeah.
0: binaural audio and it would have been like I'm telling you this is why like every time I did like hardcore videos in the M3 I'd be like fuck it, if the bearings go, I'll have the best video ever. Yeah, there's no videos of
1: LS7 valve drops. Like, you would have had... It would have
0: been it. And it wouldn't have been, like, some shitbag dash cam. Like, it would have been so good. Yeah. And in that regard, it would have been cool because, like, that might have made enough money for me to buy you an LS7.
1: (laughs) I would not have taken your... (laughs)
0: your I would have at least split it with you because those are those moments where, like, you know, a good video can earn a couple thousand dollars. That video probably would have earned, like, 40 grand. (laughs) And I would have been like... Right, here's the 20. deal. I'm gonna give you twenty grand. Go yeah. buy yourself an engine. We'll do a redemption on it. Like yeah. that's that's that magic that happens very rarely. And like again, I, it didn't happen. So yeah. that's what I mean. It was it was right there. There was an LS seven primed for failure, <laughs> delivered to my door yeah. with the fucking keys <laughs> just dangling in the driveway. Yeah. and I didn't do it. Yeah. So, so I mean, I so for that, I apologize, because I think I could have made you some money. I, I appreciate that. And I could have I could have rocked the GM community. <laughs> it, been, it would have been, which is-
1: BMW just... owner explodes out. <laughs> he doesn't know how to drive. Yeah, yeah. The, the oil pressure was too low when he was driving. Yeah. What was he thinking?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So in that regard, also, if there was anybody's car- like there's some people that like they offer me their cars and I'm like, I am not driving that car because if that car blows up, that guy is not going to handle it dick. very well. Yeah. Like his car is already a ticking time bomb and he's probably a dick and he's maybe giving me this car just so I blow it up, <laughs>
1: just so he can blame me for
0: it. Whereas like you, I know you would have been like, fuck LS7 things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been like, ah, oh, that is really a pisser.
0: Like, uh, and, and it would have been incredibly weird to send you that video before publishing it to be like, hey Mike, <laughs> I am going to send you something are you sitting down? <laughs> yeah. This is oh just a reel that is going to be posted shortly. Yeah. And it's your car. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I let a lot of people drive the car. Every time I did an autocross, I would have a friend in the car. It's more fun. And I like the car is so fast that it's fun throwing people the keys on a safe environment, obviously, like on autocross and stuff like that, just because it's so... Like, ah, experience it. Like, it's so much fun.
0: It is a roller coaster of a car. Yeah. Now, the other side of this, now, for the there's people who have LS 7s right now who are probably driving their <laughs> LS 7s right now. They're listening to this and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. And they're hoping that you're just like, no, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just some asshole. I'm so sorry. He really, really knows what he's talking about. Like, Mike is a Mike is being incredibly humble about his like engineering background and all this stuff. But one piece of data that you have that is uncanny is that you did an oil change like 35 miles before this blew up, right? Yeah,
1: so I, I am big into data and I have always used Blackstone Labs ever since I had a 944 in high school to send out analysis for almost every single oil change I've ever done. Not necessarily looking for problems, but it's just interesting. It's, uh, yeah,
0: I, I love I, it. I, yeah. Also, for me, I always like knowing, hey, is there fuel in my oil? Exactly. Is there coolant in my oil? Yeah. Like, it gives you indicators that are bigger than just, are my bearings failing? It's like, yeah. I don't know, maybe my head gasket it's has like a little. It's like
1: an annual checkup with a doctor. It's yeah. like, I just want to make sure that I'm good with everyone else. Yes, you
0: know? It's a quick, it's blood work. It's like, eh, your cholesterol's a little high. No, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to eat less shit.
1: Yep. exactly. That's
0: it. It's like, oh, I need a head gasket. And <laughs>
1: especially with the track stuff, like, I wanted to make sure if your oil's really hot for too long, it can be worse. It being oil and so i always was keeping track of that
0: for me it was always a viscosity thing because yeah, i was yeah. more concerned about like hey if i if i do this track day wh- is my oil good after that for another five thousand exactly. miles or is it toast and they'd always be like you're fine just exactly, keep driving yeah it. so by the way for everyone who's like doing cat not like full-blown time attacks but like if you're doing a track day that's like four yeah. or five sessions and you're running like you know, a a high-performance car, chances are your oil is pretty good. Anyone
1: that's doing SCCA track night, you're all right. You're fine. You
0: you do not need to drain that oil the second you get home. You're good for a while.
1: And so I I was always looking into stuff, and I had, because of that, a really good set of base samples, which is the important thing that when you have a problem like this and you are doing analysis to try and find what's wrong, if you don't have any base samples, every motor's a little different. It's kind of like every person. Like, it's hard to base what's going on. But I had a really solid set of five-ish base samples. That's three fantastic. And so I contacted Blackstone right after it happened because I had changed the oil 35 miles before it happened or maybe 40 miles before it happened. I basically changed the oil at work, drove home, which is kind of a hodge, and then parked the car for a few days, drove it a little bit, you know. But nothing stood out, which... You know, if it happened, like, one mile after I changed the oil, maybe I'd be like, maybe I didn't put the drain plug on. Or right, right, something, like, something right. Like, that. Right. like um,
0: the car was running.
1: Yeah, yeah, the car was running, and the car drove and did my commute, and my commute's 30 miles, and then a bit of around town, you know, normal stuff. And so I had a really good set of base samples, and I contacted Blackstone, and I said, guys, like, I have this sample 30 miles before. Like, if there's anything that is ever going to be in any oil predicting valve drop, this oil is going to have that data.
0: You are holding like gold, like, gold. like oh, just, oh man, it must've been scary to even hand that to like, the mail. Exactly. That's You're like, like, oh, oh, lose it. like this is good. This up in a yeah. Two double up. I would have thought the exact same thing. That's so sick. And it's funny because I actually do have an oil sample in my <laughs> office upstairs right now from the M3. Oh, <laughs> and it God. was like the one before I did the, um, the bearings. Mm. And
1: I remember thinking, oh, I wonder what if this one shows extra wear? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, dumb shit like that. So you send it off. So I contact Blackstone. They're like, they are so excited. Because they're saying, they, I mean, they're in the same boat as me. They're a bunch of engineers, and they're like, we really want this because it's good data for us. It, it allows us to communicate better with customers. And so they were like, we'll do this for free. Like we're gonna, this is me white glove service, right? Don't now. you
0: love a bunch of nerds in <laughs> yeah. the lab? They're like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I, I, I won't name drop who helped me, but someone from Blackstone helped me, and we chatted about it for a while, and he got all of my information and all the car's information, and like he wanted the full story, which I gave him. Uh, And then I send off the oil sample and I wait. And two weeks later, I get a call and it's from him. And he's like, you know, there's nothing in this sample that points towards any abnormal wear. If anything, it's better than all of the other samples you sent in per mileage basis. So there's no titanium. There's no guide substance. There's nothing.
0: So this is just like the predictions that I've always had about BMWs with the M3s because... Mm -hmm. Although I still paid for and did all of my oil analysis and every time sent yeah. it out, I was always of the mind that when the bearings fail,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's been a slow burn up until the failure point. So the numbers look fine, the, mm-hmm. whatever like copper or, you know, aluminum or whatever is going to be in those samples it's gonna look like normal wear up until the fucking moment it fails, <laughs> yeah. and that's when it spins, it seizes, it spins, and it just—yeah.
1: There's no getting the oil before it fails because it's it's as it happens. Now yeah.
0: there are people who have had these moments where they've 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 done an oil. No, it's not as good as yours because yeah. the thing is they've done the oil analysis and suddenly ooh there's a lot of lead, mm. and then they go and they go ooh. Get it on a flatbed, get it down to wild motorsport, Interesting. do the bearings, and they look at the bearings and the bearings look like shit. However, they didn't spin. Yeah. So the difference here is that you actually had a catastrophe. Yeah, I had
1: it happen. It was it was proven that the valve was gonna drop because it did.
0: And and this is the this is the thing that's so frustrating. It's like we want these predictors. Mm-hmm. It's like wanting to know, am I going to have a heart attack? Okay. <laughs> So there are predictors. Yeah. You can see uh, cholesterol levels. You can have blood pressure issues. You can have um, you can have scans that will tell you how clogged an artery is. Yeah. Right?
1: Have you and all your relatives had heart attack? Yeah. Right.
0: But I cannot tell you how many people I know that have had like regular blood work, regular whatever, and suddenly had a heart attack at like 40 yeah and they're in shape people they're runners maybe Mm -hmm. they don't eat great but whatever normal this happened to my uncle he like he he was like in his early 40s he ran you know five miles a day or whatever wow and he like for a couple of days he's like man i am fucking exhausted Mm -hmm. i am exhausted and it got to a point where he was like, you know, I gotta, I think I gotta go see my doctor. So he goes to his doctor, and his doctor's like, oh, uh, we need to do some tests. Does some tests, and then the next phone call was to his wife. Was like, um, I'm going in for a stent right now. Uh, <laughs> oh can you get here because this is happening immediately? And yeah. he was basically like, if you took an extra, if you went running today, you'd be dead. He goes, yeah. you would have had a massive heart attack, and you would have been dead. We want this for our cars Mm -hmm. more than we even want it for our own health (laughs) and this is something that i've been struggling with recently because i so i bought a new car i bought this type r Mm -hmm. and my biggest concern is like rust prevention Mm. okay i'm doing a really good job i've done the paint i need to do some stuff in the undercarriage and everything and there's a lot of conflicting like ooh, should you do this should you do that and for whatever reason i am more concerned with like the entropy of this stupid fucking machine (laughs) than i almost am about my own health And that's, like, a dark place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think with this, this is one of those things where nobody wants to hear this part of the story. Yeah. Because what they want, oh, the best thing in the world. And you would have been the LS7 hero. You would have had data that, like, Chevy didn't have. Yeah. You could have had this piece of data, this piece of information. This is what you're going to see. If this spikes, this is the thing. Yep. It's like looking at a, a, a chromatograph or a mass spectrometry yeah, yeah. thing, where suddenly, you're like, bing, <gasps> yep. it's copper. You know, yeah. like this there is it the is. Thing. Yeah. And and then that would have just given you everything yeah. to. I mean, that would have been the holy grail. Exa- to and that's what stuff. we thought
1: with Blackstone. That's why they were so excited, and they were doing. They they obviously they do their some sort of spectrometer tested like for all the what they're going to see but they also, you know, they're looking into like is there anything that we're not thinking of that isn't on the normal sheet that would be a a thing to look for and it was it was it was nothing the car that oil change had uh one or two track days on it and then my drive back to massachusetts and so it was a higher mileage oil change for me it was four or five thousand miles but low still like still compared low, to everyone else that's nothing and yeah. it's
0: pretty low load and and what's the oil capacity in that car anyway it's like seven liters you uh, know? it's more than is that. It nine yeah it might be nine i think because it's dry some yeah, yeah yeah so all right so like nine nine and a half like four thousand miles on nine <laughs> nine and a half liters or quarts or whatever. It's that's a lot of oil that
1: exactly. can handle
0: that can handle a ten and that's, thousand mile. And that's
1: what the oil analysis said is like this oil is a peach, <sighs> and it's it's probably because it had that easy highway mileage on it. That I mean, driving from Kansas to Massachusetts, it's almost two thousand miles. So
0: I think like what I'm gaining from this is like this weird level of acceptance where. I lived in fear. Mm-hmm. I still do a little bit because I still own this Porsche and this M5. <laughs> and this is why I daily drive a Honda now because yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. deal with this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But it might happen. Yeah. yeah. It might just
1: happen. No, I'm, and I, I still, looking back on it, I and I talk with Isaac all the time about this, looking back on it, I'm like, if I would have had anything else pop, like now knowing what I know now, would I have done anything, like am I blaming myself what I, what my thought process in the past of not replacing it and, you know, doing what I was. And looking back, like I, I was so, I thought I was so thorough in my search to determine if this was going to happen to me because I didn't want it to happen. I wasn't careless. I wasn't no, trying. No, you knew about this. This <laughs> yeah. wasn't a shock. This yeah. was like the second it happened, you knew what happened. Exactly. I was, I, I thought I was so thorough in my checking to make sure that I wasn't going to be this statistic of like, here's another one. And so it's it's a little frustrating on myself where I'm like, man, I wish something would have jumped out at me that would have caused me to fix it. Like, I wish I would have heard that ticking that people say to look for or whatever. Right.
0: But here's the thing. The the other side of it is to say like, oh, I wish I would have done the the top end or like yeah. on you know, the valve yeah, guides or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But w- the same way... it it, it is not a fix it is a reset of the egg timer correct like it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that they are because you're still using the same valves no I,
1: i it depends on what you replace it with you have options for replacements you can go the factory ones you can also go with a like, you can go with not a titanium valve. Right. Like, yeah, it's. it's are, am I going to notice the difference in how fast but, it revs? Like, no. But you <laughs> like, know what?
0: You can't tell your friends you have titanium yeah, exactly. valves. Or you <laughs> can because they're not going <laughs> to yeah, tear yeah, down yeah. your engine. But, yeah.
1: but like, the, the thing about, like,
0: um, BMW rod bearings, mm-hmm. to me, so some folks will say, oh, if you go with the BE rod bearings, it fixes the issue. It changes the clearance. Well, that is a scary thought to me because clearance – is one thing Mm -hmm. but clearance has there is a cause and effect everything you change on an engine has a cause and an effect so if you reduce or if you increase the clearance on these rod bearings you reduce the oil pressure Mm -hmm. through those rod bearings which well that's not what that engine was built for there's a reason that this 8600 rpm v8 has this clearance and it might be because it needs to have that clearance to survive with enough oil pressure at that rpm which in turn promotes bearing wear yeah so again you know i engineers worked on this problem you know (laughs) it blows my brains apart when i see people on forums talk about bearing clearances like those idiots at bmw that's the wrong clearance um, I, It's not. It's a bad design, yeah. yes, but it is not the wrong clearance. That clearance was determined yeah. by a, a massive amount of data and mm-hmm. it fulfilled a requirement. That is the only thing every choice does. It re- fulfills a requirement, whether that's an engineering requirement or a cost requirement. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of list, yeah. and and in the case of the LS seven, you outlined really clearly like they they were not able to measure the concentricity. Is that yeah. am I saying the concentricity? <laughs> yeah, the, concentricity. Like, we'll, I will not dive into the
1: geometric dimensioning tolerancing of this aspect, but it was it was again, it depends on like who you're listening to. Like, are you listening to people on the forums that like say like, oh, I measured mine and I measured mine and I measured mine? Or are you listening to GM? Like, it, it's conflicting and it's hard to find someone to trust. And I think it's kind of a you kind of have to take the whole gamut of what everyone is saying and find kind of the averages of what people are landing on. And uh, some people are saying like every motor is going to grenade. It's like obviously not every motor is going to grenade because there are motors out there that have 150,000 miles on them. It's like the lifespan of the motor of it's, an LS7. Exactly, is be, you know about the, that.
0: And and at the end of the day, I think I think the takeaway with these things is to say. There is a fatal flaw. Yep. And you need to be able to take the gamble if you're going to buy one of these things. Yeah. And it goes for all all of these cars, whether it's the E63. Yep. Whether it's the M3, whether it's the Z06. Um, I mean look look at like timing chains on Audis. You know, yep. like there's always these Achilles heels on like pretty much everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And And some of them are exacerbated by tuning. Some of them are fine if you just leave them alone. Like, oh, you don't touch it, it's fine. But if you do, you got to do this or you got to reinforce this. But a lot of these engines, especially when we're talking about like real... I mean, we're not... That Z06, that LS7 engine and these like BMW engines, they are performance yeah, engines It's not
1: like a b20 honda you know exactly
0: whatever. they are they're literally breaking boundaries like they're doing something that no one else was doing in yeah. a production engine yeah and yeah. and just because it's a production engine does not mean this is yeah. a two hundred thousand mile engine
1: no these were not built on an assembly line they're not you know they're 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 put together by educated people but they're put together by people and it's, it's i think that it takes a lot of obviously the Americans are proud in their like engineering prowess of like, we kind of just with the hammer, we have solved the problem. And so I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I think that, you know, it was very patriotic. Yeah, The LS seven is like a very, the LS seven is a very patriotic solution to the, have it be special and go fast and all that kind of stuff. And it's a shame that some aspects were overlooked, whether that's a design aspect or a manufacturing aspect is up to debate. Um, but it's a it's a it's a shame and i wish that there was more clarity from general motors for the issues i mean you get when you have like 911s the gt3s that were having those engine problems like porsche was like you know what we'll give everyone a 100,000 mile warranty for 10 years and like everyone was like okay like i guess you know if the engine's going to explode it's probably going to happen in the next 10 years
0: which is yeah. wild because that was 991.1 yeah. GT3 big 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 deal it's PDK only all this stuff and there was a stop sale on that car almost immediately mm-hmm. now how many years did we have IMS bearings going into cars <laughs> whereas like 98 or something or yeah. no earlier than that Whatever the no it was, yeah it was like, like 90, 986. 986 yeah. so yeah like 98 through 2009 yeah something like that like and that was always just we're sorry yeah exactly Oh, what an anomaly (laughs) that's so different we don't know what you're talking about and it's like yeah well you're not using it on the metzger engines on the gt cars and the turbos so obviously you know something's going on yeah so it is always interesting to see whether a manufacturer owns a problem yep like porsche has done with that 991.1 but i also can't go and applaud them and be like wow look at that where there was a decade two decades Of like uh, you know I guess a decade of 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 severe catastrophic failures again same same world where there's it just takes one guy in the forum to be like my engine went my nine eight seven came in. And it was, it was it the IMS bearing. It was the IMS. How many miles it have? Did you do a Blackstone left? What did you, how do you drive? Do you warm it up? How far do you drive to work every day? And it's just this never ending snowball. And we all try to put together these bizarre, we, so I'm not like big into true. Well, I like true crime here and there, Mm -hmm. but I feel like my version of true crime is these Achilles heels. So it's an IMS bearing. It's a bearing failure. Yep. It's an LS7 dropping a valve. It's a timing chain issue. It's mm-hmm. like those are those things, what are the conditions? Yeah, like
1: what is each data point on each problem, you know? And
0: you know what kills me is that there are people in the manufacturers, like the the, the engineers. They're not blind to this. Mm-hmm. They absolutely know. Yeah. And they know better than anybody, but they will not release this. Mm-hmm. BMW really sucked at this for a while because they would do like my E39 M5 for example. The first American year was 2000. Okay. So the car came out in 98 in Europe, comes to the US in 2000. Oil spec 10W60. Okay? And on the like the gas cap it said like, "Hey, you should probably check the oil every time you fill this tank." <laughs> it lit- I'm not joking. It <laughs> seriously is like, "If you've put 400 miles on this, you're probably going to need to add a little oil." that from fucking new okay <laughs> it's, i'm not joking it was like hey it's like a pagani
1: <laughs> psst,
0: don't leave home without this 10w60 yeah. okay
1: we left a net for you in the, in the, in the glove compartment right
0: <laughs> then 2001 comes they do a fa- lci facelift mm-hmm. right you get the taillights headlights a little mm-hmm. bit different steering wheel dashboard and that's where my car comes in well that car takes five w30 Hmm, mm. Interesting, and it doesn't have a warning message on. Yeah, and it has the, the same
1: motor. It's a thinner,
0: yeah. And so it it took. I don't think it was an immediate thing. I think it was years before like actual information was released about this. But it was apparently the piston ring clearance was changed mm. and some. So, and then the question was like, well, why change the oil spec? Is it and and so there's different schools of thought on this. There's a school of thought where it's like, well. 10 w 60 was unnecessary and people are driving these daily drivers mm-hmm. and it's a pretty thick oil for like a cold start yeah, and all that like stuff which cold like, weather it's and, true yeah. i ran it in my m3 and it did it did like limp along at 10 or 15 degrees <laughs> it was rough in those mornings yeah um but then others are like well they changed the clearances and then it was able to handle a thinner oil but then there's people who will say no they only changed it because they there's nowhere in like the rest of the world other than like being in you know Germany where you're going to walk into a gas station or a Walmart and pick up a quart of 10W60 hmm. So I'm like, well, that's like a crazy, that's like not yeah. a, and that's not a German reason to change a spec to be like, it's They're more going to say,
1: get, go buy the oil you need. We're yeah. not yeah. Go to the
0: fucking dealership yeah. asshole. Did you buy an M5? Like, yeah, <laughs> bent, like yeah. buy a box of it. Um, so, you know, and it's always this like level of speculation with these cars. So yeah. I just find it fascinating because I've owned a bunch of cars with Achilles heels. I've been very lucky so far. Yep. You have owned cars with Achilles heels. One of them, oddly enough, like just uh, what seemed to be a fluke of an electrical failure, burned it to the ground. And then you blow up an LS7. Yeah. And what's frustrating is that I remember calling Eddie and being like, Mike's LS7 blew up. And he goes, well, that's what he gets. Didn't do that. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) I've definitely (laughs) gotten some of that. And I'm I'm sure you've gotten a lot of that. But I got to tell you, I would wager there's more LS 7s out there that have not had any preventative maintenance than 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 the guys who are out doing it. And of course, a lot of people it's the first thing they do. It's in their budget. They buy the car immediately. Yeah. They're gonna do a cam, a, a steep cam, and heads anyway, yeah, and yeah. all that shit. And they're gonna that, go into it, yeah. Yeah, and and sure, great, do yep. it. That's you know, it's it's been a fatal flaw of the LS mm-hmm. for for a while. But um, it I just man, it just feels like. Shouldn't the American engine be the one that doesn't have the stupid yeah, failure? Oh, should have
1: bought a Grand Sport, and this wouldn't have happened. Like, but, like, I wanted the special one.
0: But you know what? If you bought uh, an M3, yeah. they would have <laughs> been like, you should problem. have bought the Z06. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay.
1: So it it sucks. I the, well, the solution to that problem is still in its brainstorming phases. Um, I'm thinking about what to replace it with. You can't. This summer, they discontinued the LS7 from GM Performance Center. And so you can no longer buy crate motors from GM, which is annoying, because that would have been a really good option.
0: <laughs> now you have to go hunt for junkyard LS 7s yeah, I mean, or there's there's
1: there are there are good motors out there, both new, use their 10 grand ish, depending on mileage. You can get a most you can get a short block, which for everyone that doesn't know is like a, just the heart of it, basically. Pistons, rods, the main block, but you don't get heads and stuff like that or accessories. I might do that because I can keep my accessories for my motor. But like, oh God, like, is there, is my oil system, which is dry sumped and $3,000 full of
0: Probably <laughs> assume everything and that's fucked. Because if you go out and you spend a bunch of money and like put something together and you use something that exactly. is compromised, oh my god! It's I'm gonna just hate myself no, forever. you you don't you just let it go. Yeah, you let it go. I think that one you just let it go. You make a you make a table, make a table, exactly. yeah, just eat titanium
1: off of it. Rods to do something. And in
0: which you so you did mention, and I think we should do. We're we're gonna have you back on the show anyway because I like I having was. you on the show. We're gonna talk more about other shit that you do. I just there's think lot, like there's a lot more to go. Down. This is just like there's so many friggin' rabbit holes. With you, yeah. and this is great. But I do want to plug Motive.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah.
0: What is your new in? We've gone over an hour and a half. <laughs> so for for those who are still with us, yeah. and I will I will tee it up at the beginning. But what is Motive? What is your new business yeah. venture?
1: So when I graduated, I'm not going to go down a huge rabbit hole. I graduated and started a business with Isaac, who you probably heard about a little bit by now. And we are machine designers and builders. So we build CNC machines and componentry for those. And we have a shop in Beverly that we are manufacturing these in. We are in our startup phase, so we got a little bit of seed money, and we're building out our shop and getting our machines running. And we are hoping that in the next few years, we'll be able to start selling machines to people and using the machines that we have in-house to do custom manufacturing uh, for both small and large scale. We have a few gigs coming at us, friends and family type things so far. So we're slowly getting traction, but we're really looking forward to the next few months of as we grow and as our machines get better and stuff like that. I'll put it
0: in the show notes. I think there's some cool stuff coming out of there. And I hope you um, focus on uh, building really concentric valves. (laughs) Step one
1: is, oh God, how to engineer a better LS7.
0: So that is Mike Alberding. He started a new company. I'm gonna put some stuff in the show notes because his Z06 breakdown with the LS7 failure on YouTube is probably one of the best videos out there to explain what the valve drop issue is and all this stuff it's it's great and 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 he as an engineer and as an intelligent person is able to describe that better than i've seen i always just get the runaround for most people because they either don't know what they're talking about or they know so much about what they're talking about that they do not know how to communicate it to somebody like me so thank you so much for listening to the podcast watching the youtube channel supporting on the patreon don't forget to respect the drive and i'll see you in the next one